Hey, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Who we have with us today is Ivan Juanes Ruiz, all the way from Vancouver, British Columbia. Now, Ivan's had a very colorful career. He's done a multiple set of things. We all aspire to do, you know, on the corporate side of things. He tried it, tested it, didn't like it, move on. That's what he did. And then right now, he's the founder and CEO of Public Speaking Lab. That's what he runs, publicspeakinglab.com. So let's go, Ivan, and we'll hear his story from himself. Welcome, Ivan. Thanks, Rajiv. And you know what? Well done, sir. You did the name perfectly. Every time people have to do my name, they freak out a little bit like, oh, my God, there's three words in this thing. So bravo, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, Rajiv. You know, I know we, we kind of loosely know each other a little bit. So I thought it might be really fun. Okay. For the listening audience and for you. All right. Uh, bios mm-hmm. are boring. No one reads bios, man. If we're honest, if you're ever in a meeting and stuff and people like read a bio, you're like, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Everyone sounds like they're amazing. Everyone's <laughs> done a TED talk. Hey, look at me. I'm a TED talk. Like everyone's right. done it. It's zero. So instead of that, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to tell you First, three fun facts about me. Two are true and one is a lie. And Rajiv and the listening audience, you guys tell me which one you think is the lie. And then you can ask me questions about the truths. Okay. All right. So here we go, Rajiv. Number one, I've met Leonardo DiCaprio. Number two, I can do the splits. Number three, I can do a head spin. I would think number two and three are probably true. Okay. And you think you think number one that I've met Leonardo DiCaprio is a lie? Probably because look you at said, my eyes, Rajiv. He, he's trying. He can't tell. He's like, look at this guy. No, no. But here's the thing, right? So I know you dance. So so, so the other two are related to dancing, and then you said three of the one of the three is a lie. So I'm just going by okay. that that logic right. there. Well, let me tell you something, Rajiv. Um, as, you, as you mentioned, I'm Canadian. And I went to university in Montreal. And Montreal is a bilingual city, but the language of choice in, is French. So when I got there, I, couldn't, I could barely speak French. But I needed a job. So how do you go? In Montreal, it works like this. Do you have a job available? Sure. I'm interested. Do you speak French? And that's, it's literally the first question. Mm-hmm. If you did the interview in French, they'd be like, can you speak English? It's the first thing they need to know. So what do you do, Rajiv, when you, when you, can't, when you can't speak French and you need to get a job in a French environment? You get a job as a movie extra. Wow, okay. Best, best student job ever. If you, if, are there any students? I know you were saying there's like, if you're a university student, forget working at Starbucks, man. Get a job in background movie as a background in movies for a couple of reasons. Number one, there, if you work a 12-hour day, five, six, seven of those hours are just sitting around waiting to be needed. So I would do so much studying. Number two, they feed you. And what student don't you know wants free food, right? Absolutely. So I had that. And then as a result, you have fun little experiences. So if you've ever watched the film, The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio, my friend, Mm -hmm. I am the shoulder right in front of him. (laughs) All right. And because we're standing there for hours, you know, after a little while, it's kind of like, hi, I'm Leo. I'm like, hi, I'm Yvonne. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You know, how was lunch? Good. How was lunch for you? Good. 
what you're doing later, you know? <laughs> so that one actually is true. And as you mentioned, I am a dancer. And so the head spin one is true. However, I've never been able to do the splits and it's my 2021 resolution. All right. You know, I kind of dabbled with probably uh, the head spin is, is the lie there for a minute, but then I said, okay, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, but it's, so it's, for better or worse, Rajiv, I guess I'm a pretty good liar. <laughs> Part of business, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, yo, listen, listeners, he said that, not me. Rajiv said that. Yvonne did not say that. Rajiv said that. <laughs> All but, right. But, you know, it's funny, man, because uh, one of the, you know, one of the things I was listening, when I was listening to the podcast and, you know, the, when you talk about like the, the plan beer, the fear of the unknown is greater than the fear of being unhappy. So most people will settle for unhappy. You know, I hate this job. Quit. Find another job. What if I can't find something else? What if I can't find something as good? But also in like, Rajiv, I mean, how many friends do you have that are in relationships where you're like, break up? Like you guys, you guys should break up. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, what if I don't find anyone else? What if I don't find anyone as good? That kind of stuff. The fear of the unknown is greater than being happy. And so I've been lucky. I tell people that all the time and I never want to fall into that trap doing something just because it's the safe thing to do just because I know what that means. It's one of the reasons I actually wanted to, why I reached out to you initially to talk because I love that idea. Absolutely. So let's, let's go back and revisit your background, yeah. right? You know, so lay it out for us, you know, what did you do? How did you get to where you are today? Sure. Certainly. So just for anyone who's listening, um, my, my main kind of realm is I teach communication skills. And when I don't teach communication skills, I'm using communication skills. So I actually initially started, I worked for this um, organi government organization called the Ministry of Attorney General. And I traveled around the province when I was 18 years old, five years ago. For the listening audience, that's me winking at Rajiv because <laughs> I look very useful. Correct, Rajiv? Yeah, yeah, you are, go on. <laughs> Not a day over 25, right? <laughs> a day over 25. That's right, man. So. <laughs> You know, for two years, I did that before university and I got lots of experiences talking like from kindergarten kids to grade seven kids to like high school seniors to like youth detention centers, teachers, or so, like any audience around this province, big city, small rural areas and everything in between. So when I went to school, I went to business school and I was just already had this public speaking experience. And then I got to like, if, if anyone is listening, Rajiv, did you go to business school at all? Yeah, you went to business school. So yes, you know, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, case competitions, mm -hmm. you know, you can, in, you do these academic competitions in business. I got to represent my university in several case competitions. I went to McGill University in Montreal. So I got this added kind of experience. And then, you know, this is relevant to everyone who listens to this podcast. Here's about, let's talk about some of my failures. Number one, got a job in finance, hated it, burnt out four months later, got a job in pharmaceutical sales. Hated it, burnt out like a year later. Got a job in HR, hated it, <laughs> made it like seven, eight months. This is all right after university, like just failures. And, um, but I kept trying to force myself into that um, corporate world because that's what I thought I had to do. Like, that's what you do. Right. And then also you make money. You know, I mean, the first time I got a check and I was like, dude, am I making 80,000 a year? Am I making 80,000 a year? Like out of university? 
but I was so miserable that the money feels good for like 10 minutes when you get, this is back when you got checks. Mm. So the, the, you get that check. You're like, Ooh, I'm gonna go buy some Swiss chalet. Hmm. Danny's on me. Um, but then it goes away so fast. So anyway, in all those gigs, I was just, for some reason, everyone's like, Oh, Yvonne will do the presentation. Yvonne's good in front of people in, in HR and everything in sales and everything. And so afterwards I said, why fight it? So I decided to kind of pursue a career like that. But Rajiv, I, here, I want you to ask me a question because this is, I never say that I just teach public speaking. Rajiv, ask me, so what do you do, Yvonne? Go ahead. So what do you do, Yvonne? I juggle. And I think the best way to describe how I've structured my life and what I, you let me know if you agree with this, but I think this is the future. I think in the future, especially in the Western world, people aren't going to have jobs as much as they have lifestyles. That's very true. So yes, I teach public speaking. That's like at the core of everything. I do corporate training. Great. A lot of people do that. But I'm also an MC. So you know when you go to a concert and there's that guy on stage, you're like, get your hands up, get your hands up, like that. Or when you go to city, like when it's like, you know, like 4th of July and you go to city hall and they do a big celebration. I'm like, and now ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present like that. Or when you go to the theater and be like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, like that's me. Cause I, cause I thought, you know, if I'm supposed to be teaching public speaking, I should be able to do it really well. No, absolutely. the world absolutely. is full. Yo, LinkedIn is full of people telling you how to live your life. Right. But can they Everybody. do it? Everybody's a coach, right? Everybody. Yes. Right. Dude, everyone. And then I also, so I juggle teaching public speaking. I MC events. And as you said, I also moonlight as a dance instructor. I teach dancing, but then I also, um, because of, you know, I, I found a, not because of Leo, but I'm also a professional actor. So I don't know if, if you watched the last season of Supergirl or maybe a designated survivor and for a, an audio podcast, this is great, but you might recognize me. <laughs> what are you doing? Designated survivor. Have you watched, you watch the show? Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, it's interesting. You can't recognize me. Okay. So there was an episode. All right. There was an episode where this couple sneaks across the border from Mexico mm-hmm. for their kids' life change. They need the kid needs a surgery. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. You remember that episode? Yeah, I do. Well, you're looking at the dad. That was me. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. I know. I look very. <laughs> I was speaking Spanish the whole time too, so that's another thing. Right. Right. Awesome. So, if everyone who's listening right now, Rajiv's got. He's like. Like he had this moment, like, <laughs> is that the same person? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, why I, I was trying to reflect back. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's wonderful what, what you said and what you do, right? The juggling part of it, because, you know, nobody, none of us, I think, are just cut to do one thing. Um, and yeah. you know, although we put up that face out there in corporate that, you know, I'm the sales guy or I'm the operations expert. And that's what uh, even your recruiters are looking for. And I think that's why people do it most of the time. But, you know, you're more than, you're, you're multicolored, multifaceted. That's what it is. But, you know, when you talk about right out of school, what you did and the different, different functions, different jobs that you tried and you got burnt out pretty quickly, where did you go from there? You know, after that, yeah. what, what did you do before you came to start Public Speaking Lab? Yeah. Well, let me, um, let me address a few things you said, if that's all right, Rajiv. Sure. Because you and I definitely agree with you. I want to shout out my friend Marco from Germany. What's up, Marco, if you listen to this? 
I'll send it to him so he listens to it, okay? Absolutely. But Marco always said, you know, you know when you think about your headline on LinkedIn, everyone puts their job. He says, but what you should be putting is the thing that doesn't change from job to job. Because as you said, in the corporate world, people say, what do you do? Oh, I'm a managerial accountant. Well, guess what? There's millions of those. So you're not, you're replaceable. Mm-hmm. But what's that underlining thing, you know? And what I realized for me is that my underlining thing was I was good at speaking in front of other people. And I was also really good at teaching people that. And I wanted to develop both of those industries. But the question is, how did you start? Because as we were saying, yo, LinkedIn is full of people telling you how to live your lives. There's Tim Ferriss started like this expert, remember for the four hour work week? Mm-hmm. And then he says, you can just become an expert. You don't even have to be that good at it. Now look what we got, you know? Um, this is, by the way, as a fun fact, this is everyone you've ever heard on LinkedIn. Don't care what other people say, follow your dreams, uh, uh, make sure that you're passionate. If you do something you love, you'll be good at it. Great. But no one ever tells you how they just say, do those things. You know what I mean? Like, so I thought to myself, okay, what are the tactics? Forget the idea. What are the tactics to develop a business? Number one, I fell back on the fact that I was making money as a dance teacher. Not a lot, but I was making enough. I was working a couple times a week and it was my, and I enjoyed it. Big thing. I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. So that kept me sane. Right? For a while, actually, it was uh, pursuing a career as like traveling the world, performing and that kind of stuff. But anyway, that's a side note. When you want to become a quote unquote expert in something or you want people to pay you to consult. And I'm not a motivational speaker. There's I don't there's a lot of people who tell you can tell you to follow your dreams in many different ways. But I wanted to teach tactical approach to communication, like forget an idea. What are some physical things we can do? Because I believe that confidence and charisma is a series of physical actions you can practice. Mm -hmm. But there's a million yahoos out there who teach. So how am I going to break through the noise? So here's what I thought. You need some sort of credibility and you need some sort of an experience. So how do I get those things? So here's what I did. Number one, I joined Toastmasters, as so many people do. And then I became a DTM, like uh, the highest level of distinguished Toastmaster. That's how I started getting experience. But here's what I did to leverage that. Um, I was a Toastmaster in a university. And so I asked all of our membership who are members of the university, some work there, some were students at different levels. I said, let's offer free public speaking workshops to your faculties, to your groups. So I could get experience teaching in front of others. Right. And because that's a, a lot of people just start off and try and build clients, but they have no quote unquote network or they have no experience. So why would anyone pay you any money? So I just did it for free for maybe like a year and a half, two years, but I got a bunch of experience. And then I also, because it was free, people kept calling me back. <laughs> so, you know, like arts, the arts were like, Hey, we got no money. Do you want to teach free for here again? I was like, sure. But those ended up being my first clients, by the way. After a while, they're like, you know, we want to pay you for your time. You're doing, you're bringing us value. And then I also did things like I took the Dale Carnegie course. I became a Dale Carnegie, you know, how to win friends and influence people. I became a certified trainer. And that was just another way to get social proof and experience. And I made no money for years. And then periodically, you know, someone would say, hey, how much do you, how much do you cost? Because I was one of the people at the university took my class, graduated, got a job in a company. The company said, hey, we need someone to do some leadership development. I know somebody like literally that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. 
And the whole time I'm lucky because I could do these things for free because A, I enjoyed it. And B, I had, I was juggling jobs at the same time. You know, I worked on Smallville, that movie, you know, that show Smallville. Mm -hmm. I did a couple of episodes of Smallville and I was like, okay, I'm good for the next four months. I can be broke <laughs> for the next four months. So that was, that, that's how I kept offering things for free. And I also had a different strategy. And this is for other people who don't think about this, man. Everyone is competing for the public interest. Everyone is like, I do workshops and you can attend my workshops and it's only this person per person, but you take all the risk. And you have to spend a lot of time advertising, promoting to get people, right? So I did the opposite route. Instead of trying to promote to the public, I only work in-house. So for example, um, a, a bank will hire me and I'll do a training with like 30 of their salespeople. I don't do anything. I just, I learn their industry. I show up, we do training. It's very interactive. And then I leave. So a lot of the stuff I do, I'm not trying to compete for like with everyone else. I'm, I found a different avenue to generate a client list. Awesome. Awesome. That was so long. I'm so sorry. I talked for so long. No, no, that was great. So, so let's uh, come back to when did you start yeah. with public speaking, uh, you know, your, your company, the company. Yeah. So, you know, remember when I said the fear of the unknown is greater than the fear of being unhappy. So I was living in Vancouver and things were like, like flatlining. I felt like I was treading water and I'm like, dude, I'm not getting younger. I got to do something. So I said like, don't be afraid of the unknown. So I sold everything I owned, went backpacking for six months. <laughs> and then in Canada, the only other kind of major city where there's more opportunities um, is Toronto. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Toronto, never been here before. And I literally did things like um, two things happened. One, every day I cold called like five or six different like companies, like HR departments. You know what I mean? And that really didn't lead to anything. But then the other thing I did is I started, I would, I volunteered at all these networking events. Like there's a great networking, Rajiv, you have, you should go to it actually. And you actually, you should go to it and promote the podcast. Actually come to mine if you want, because they're all virtual. It's called Creative Mornings. Awesome. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? No. Once a month, every around the world, there's a global theme. There's a speaker, there's networking, and then anyone can get up and do 30 second pitches. All right. And they can talk about anything. So I volunteered at these events so I could have a, uh, I could have a face. Mm -hmm. Instead of just attending, I would volunteer. So maybe people are like, oh, we need to introduce a speaker. I'm like, I'll introduce a speaker. We need someone to do this. I'll do this. Anything that got me in front of people was mm -hmm. just another way that I tried to grow the business. And then the other funny thing was this. So Rajiv, if you were going to say, what are the most like prestigious cities in America? What would you say? Like people are like, wow, they're from here. I think New York is to mine. New York is the first one, right? Toronto is like the New York of Canada. So all of a sudden, all my Vancouver clients got a kick out of saying, oh, we brought him in from Toronto. <laughs> hey, our next speaker is all the way from Toronto. And, and, and I, I never got busier in Vancouver until after I left it. Mm, that's interesting. Mm. So, so what that's kind of how I started building the business. And what are the services that you provide under the yeah, so umbrella? I... Under Public Speaking Lab, there's a few things. And can I do a quick plug? You can cut it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, um, absolutely. I, I, one of the things I do is I've been moving. I took 2020 as an opportunity. So one of the things I do is I have four different online classes. One on Coursera with the University of Toronto that you can get a certifi certification for, like a continuing studies class. 
two on Udemy that you can get a certificate and one on Skillshare. And those four courses kind of sum up a big part of the things I teach. So communication skills in terms of negotiation, connecting with people, that's on Coursera. On Udemy, I teach public speaking and presentation skills, mm -hmm. like how to talk in front of people. And then also how to like show, like create slides that resonate. And then on Skillshare, I have a course that I teach that is all about virtual communication. Because Rajiv, here's the big thing that I, I'd like to say. We are talking over Zoom right now, right? Mm -hmm. How many other tabs you got open? But right now I'm looking at this. You know, I always ask people that question, right? Yeah. Where's your phone? Like uh, here, here's mine. Right. It's yeah. probably like it's probably it's like right there. Yeah. Yo, right. exactly, right? Here's the thing. It's not harder to keep people interested online. It's just online, I don't have to be polite. I'm just as bored in the real world. You're just but in the real world, if you and I were talking, you couldn't go like this. Uh-huh. And for the list, again, beautiful visual for the listening audience. Imagine if someone was talking to you and they just put their phone and started looking at their phone in mid conversation. <laughs> You'd be like, this person is so rude. You'd never do that. But yo, online, I can have like five, I could be looking at my email right now. You wouldn't know. I could put my phone against the screen, my friend. And it looks like I'm talking to you, right? Right. right. So I developed a course because I've been teaching online. Um, I've been teaching a live online course for several years. I designed a course how to keep people engaged virtually. And I put it on Skillshare. So those are the, the, the services I offer. And then a lot, I work a lot with universities across North America on how to communicate your value. Like in a way that actually makes sense because, you know, most elevated pitches are bullshit. Hello, sir. My name is so-and-so. I'm a fourth year student and I'm passionate about programming design. And I'm like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Like Rajiv, when you were a little kid, you wanted to probably be an astronaut or fire, fireman, right? You didn't want to be like, it's like, I would like to be an architectural design specialist. No, you don't. That's true. That's true. I'm passionate about managerial accounting. No, you're not, homie. No, you're not. And everyone knows it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I also teach how to communicate your value in ways that resonate. So how, do you have a team supporting you or are you doing it all by yourself? How, how are things working out? Well, the entrepreneurial aspect says that even when I, I can have a team, I don't trust anyone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, Rajiv, you're, you've made your own business. You've made your own career. Mm -hmm. How often have you had this thought? How much? Fuck it. I'll do it myself. Yeah, there's that. And then there's also stuff. <laughs> delegation is, is uh, you know, probably a topic for one of your future classes, but delegation is a catch 22, man. Yeah, it's very oh, difficult dude. to let go. Trust, you know, uh, trust and check, I think is what people call it. But uh, to even get to the trust part to let go is not that easy, you know? You are touching my heart right now, sir, because yes, exactly. So for years, I was, I was stressing myself out working because I didn't trust anyone to do anything. You want, I need a video trailer. I think I sent you my little trailer. Uh, it's on my website. You guys mm -hmm. can all see it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay someone that much money. I'm just going to learn how to use Photoshop and do it myself. And I did, but like, could that three months have been used in other ways? Yeah. Um, but, but then that's, that's, that's the catch 22, right? If you want to grow, yes. you got to delegate. 
And so over the past, and actually, Rajiv, 2020, man, was a year of change for me. It was a beautiful year, is when I started bringing on a team. And I've been lucky because, so my course on Coursera, it's called Communication Strategies for a Virtual Age, was published in 2019. And then because of the global quarantine, the interest in virtual communication went shot up. So I got, you know, over 100,000 learners in that course. And as a result, I had a lot of people reach out to me saying, Yvonne, like all my students who would graduate, do you ever need help with A, B, or C? I specialize in marketing that kind of, I want to grow. And so I managed to slowly now build a team of about five people. And I want to shout out RL in the Philippines, who's my like main go-to. I'm going to say, I don't want to call him my assistant because it's more like he's like my right arm and my left arm and part of my brain. He does so much. He's been a powerhouse of a human being. And that 80-20 rule, man, I had tried, I'd had about four interns before I met RL and all of them were like, oh, I don't think you worked very hard on this, but how do, but I'm stuck with you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I should have done this mm-hmm. myself. And then I met RL and it's like, 80% of my headaches went away, you know, and awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then, I, and then I have, I have a team. I have about three other, I want to shout out Elena, who is my, if RL is my, this part of my brain, Elena's probably the other half between the two of them. They have other people below them that I haven't even met. Um, and that's how I've, I've slowly structured the team, but boy, is it hard to let go. It is, it is, it is super hard to let go. So, so for people that want to get in touch with you or, mm-hmm. you know, that want to reach out and find out more about what you do, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, if you just, um, just call Rajiv at his cell phone and I'm just going to share your cell phone real quick with everyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He didn't even give it to me, everybody. I don't have no idea how to call Rajiv. No, uh, listen, really easy. Publicspeakinglab.com slash connect. Um, I, I recently wrote a book called End Boring because I'm on a mission to end boring meetings and boring presentations. If you go to publicspeakinglab.com slash connect, it's literally all my classes. It's like a link tree. I just made my own link tree and everything is there. Publicspeakinglab.com slash connect. And you can find my Instagram, everything, publicspeakinglab. All right. And then in terms of uh, next year, you know, what's, what's on the docket or what are the plans for the upcoming year? Oh, yeah. So, you know, juggling, as I said, juggling jobs, right? So as, as the world opens up, or at least as North America opens up, I have a bunch of goals. And one of them, um, working with my team, I want to make, I mentioned RL and Elena um, as part of my team. Actually, I'm a big believer in a higher tide raises all ships. So I'm starting separate, unrelated businesses with them. And, you know, you know, full transparency, they're doing a big chunk of the work. But I'm giving them 100% of the benefit. So for example, I'm developing another site, uh, I'm developing another business based around teaching acting virtually and becoming like an online resource for people who want to learn and understand the acting industry. But that's going to be a separate business that all the money that is generated from that is going to go to my assistant. Awesome. For the first time. Because if I can empower them to be super successful, then my network is super successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that. And then I want to get out and MC some stuff, man. In 2019, I was like on cruise ships, get your hands off. You know, I was at New Year's Eve celebrations downtown 30, like the largest group I ever spoke in front of was like 30,000. 
And I'm telling you, man, running out onto a stadium and getting 30,000 people to like choreograph like a hand routine. Oh, it's horrifying for a lot of people, but man, it makes me feel good. I love doing that. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So absolutely. that's my big thing for 2020. And then growing the book. Um, I'm really trying to, that's why I want to say thank you to you, Rajiv. So like, your, your you book already out there? Time. Oh, it's out. It's called End Boring. It's on Amazon. Just okay. look for End Boring, a tactical approach to public speaking or go to publicspeakinglab.com slash connect. But let me give you some props, Rajiv. Sure. Because, yeah. you know, um, you spend all this time quietly listening to me talk about why I'm so awesome. And then everyone who comes in is like, well, you know, I'm awesome because of all this stuff. But you're pretty awesome too, man. You started this whole thing two years ago. That's right. Because you thought you could do it better. Absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there and they keep growing, right? And a lot of them are interview based. And I, and I wanted to do something where make it a mix of interview as well as your own expertise, anything that you could share. You know, I come from uh, with a background of about uh, 20 years in the industry uh, on the corporate side of things. And, you know, I've done uh, multiple things. I've been an entrepreneur. I've been an executive. I've been uh, teaching uh, MBA students uh, at a, in a part of my life. I've done all of that stuff. And this was my culmination point of bringing it all together. And, and I think it comes from the, uh, you know, I think I'm at a point in life and I'm sure, you know, you, you think about it all the time too. You don't want to be another employee or another paycheck. You take your paycheck and then what you did for that mm -hmm. two weeks or a month is gone. It's down the drain, right? Uh, th there's nothing to show. And you being an actor, you'll understand this. Like you look at actors or uh, musicians, they all have something to show for what they've done. But when you're an employee, you know, whether it is a year, 10 years or 20 years, you distill it into a two page resume and that's all you have. And there's a lot more in your head. And this was my way of putting it out there for the world, for those that want to benefit from it, that for, for those that can use it, the experience, the expertise that I've gathered over the years. And I'm, you know, I'm right at the cusp of my second year now. I think I'm running on the 300th episode right now. And there's, there's a lot of stuff that's shared. And sometimes I go back and listen to it and I learn from my own content, you know? <laughs> I love that, dude. Uh, um, so, you know, I don't want to be an 80-year-old looking back and saying, man, there's so much more that I could have shared and I haven't and have that regret. And this is one way of doing that. And you know what I love about that is uh, there's a saying I always say, the only regret in life is regret. You, you know, I the there's a girl I used to see at the bus stop when I was 19 for six seven months and I to this day I still think about like why did you ever go and talk to her man the only regret in life is regret I would have if I would have talked to her and, and she would have been like I'm not interested probably forgotten about it wouldn't be part of my life right and that applies so much to work too right I should have I should have I should have yeah should have could have would have those are the things that we got to avoid you know so listen Rajiv before we end off for the people who are still listening I'm a big believer in leaving people with tactics. Like my book is all about tactics. There's no one right way to communicate. I always say, I want to make you Batman. You know how Batman, like, you, you, like he'll fight someone, he'll try something, it doesn't work, but then he tries something else and he's got all the things in the utility belt and he keeps right. trying until something works. That's what the book does. That's what I do. So let me give people some quick tactics. Absolutely. So if you're listening and you want to get better at virtual communication or you're running a meeting or you're running a seminar, and you want to make sure people aren't just checking their emails the whole time. Here's two quick strategies, okay? And then I'll give you a third one that's just for communication for the 
seven people who listen all the way to the end, right? Because that's what happens. Everyone drops off, right? This is just this is just <laughs> for all of us now. They're, they're, everyone else is gone. This is just for us. <laughs> right. Whispering for, the, for all of us that are left. So listen, number one, I'm sorry if this is going to disagree with what other people say, but there's no such thing as virtual eye contact. Like if I look at the camera, I can't see anything. So I'm not really like re- looking at anyone. So there's no, there's, and sometimes my, what if my camera's there? You know what I'm saying, homie? <laughs> the truth true. is most of us just look at ourselves the whole time. That's the truth. But instead of eye contact, why not eye movement? So here's what you do. If you're sharing slides, you jump back and forth, share the screen, stop sharing screen, share the screen, stop sharing screen. Most people will share screen. There'll be a little picture in the corner. The second that happens, Rajiv, you know this, you've done this. Oh, I'll just look at my email because you can't, you're not reading any of it. You're not, and you can't see nothing. So 70% you on camera, 30% your slides. And the more you jump back and forth, every time it happens, and again, this is beautiful for the listening audience, but you'll see people go from like sleepy face, to like, oh my God, what's happening? And they'll look at the screen because it changed. Right. Back and forth, 70% you, 30% your slides, okay? Every time you see people tuning out, stop sharing or start sharing. And they'll be like, woo! <laughs> First strategy. Second strategy. If you're in a session where no one's on camera and there's only a chat function, Every 30 seconds to a minute, you need to get someone, you need to get people to do something in the chat, but it can't be the same thing over and over. So very responses in the chat. And here's, it can be as simple as this. If you understand, can you give me a smiley face? And then the next time, if you understand, can everyone give me a yes? If you understand, can everyone please write understand? Every single time I change what you have to put in the chat, you go like, oh, understand. And who cares though? Who cares? Because even if they're like, oh, I got to write understand. That, that simple process of me thinking about the new thing to write is another moment of re-engagement. Sometimes it can be, can everyone share a link in the chat? Sometimes it can be like, can everyone give me an example of this in the chat? Sometimes it can be like, what are you looking at right now? The more you vary what people put in the chat, and if you do it every 30 seconds to a minute, it's way harder to check your email. They'll still do it, mm-hmm. but it'll be way harder. And the last thing, I'll give you, and this is not just for virtual, but for in general. When you want to keep people interested, and I've done this to you several times today, Rajiv. Start off by saying something that seems unrelated. Right. And then create the relationship. Every good movie, when they have every good movie or book, when they have that prologue at the beginning, you're like, well, what does this have to do with anything? And you're like, what is it? What is a moment of re-engagement? So if you really want to engage people and someone says, tell me a little bit about your past or tell me a little bit about your professional history, instead of saying, well, in 1998, blah, 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 blah. You could say something like, do you juggle? Like I did with you. And you're like, what does juggling have to do with anything? And then I created the relationship. Boom. That's just for everyone who's left. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Rajiv. He's doing a killer job. Send him. Send, please, if you've listened to this episode till now, please put a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever you listen, and put a smiley face, a smiley winky face in the review <laughs> at any point. And that's how we'll know you listened. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ivan. It, it was uh, great talking to you, learning about you, your company, 
and you know there's a lot that i kind of uh, gel with uh, just just based on my background and my thought process and i think this has been this has been great i think it's very rewarding for the listeners and we'll be sure to check your book out yeah thank you very much and listen rajiv uh, reach out anytime i'd love to come back on as long as you don't get too many complaints who was this guy he's insane as long as you don't and even if you do i'll still come back on all right i all like right. you man all right man thank you all right rajiv thank you so much and thanks everyone for listening